0: But I think a lot of the people that are buying those for, let's say, 10 Ether at a time and spending tens of thousands of dollars are imagining a world in which they can invite their friends onto the sandbox or Decentraland and they can come to their virtual mansion and they'll let them in the front door in their virtual goggles and they'll be able to hang out, they'll have meetings and they'll be all across the world. So they'll be able to congregate in there. And there's a real social value to that, just like FaceTime is for us on our iPhones right now. It brings people together And this is just going a level deeper into technology and our socialization.
1: Welcome back to Cool Hand Crypto, where cinema, culture, and crypto collide. My name is Matt Silverman, and please remember to subscribe on YouTube and your favorite podcast app. Location, location, location. At least that's what they tell me. Whether you're renting an apartment or buying a house, location means everything. So what does it mean when the location is in the metaverse or virtual? When the location represents a plot of land, but it's nothing more than ones and zeros, a piece of code, a video game, a virtual simulation of something from the real world, or better yet, an imagined reality with no direct connection to the material world. Here to explain, licensed real estate agent and investor in Wyoming and Idaho, and partner at Hack and Bronner Real Estate, Sam Hack, welcome to the show.
0: Thanks for having me, Matt. I'm excited to, to be here today.
1: So let's start with your background. Um, there's tons of people exploring virtual real estate, and I think a lot of them are are 14 year olds in their parents' basement. So you're in a uniquely uh, qualified position to to explore this and talk about this.
0: Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, it's it's definitely something that's totally new, groundbreaking, and we're definitely in a speculative phase with it, as NFTs and cryptocurrency is as well. Uh, virtual real estate is just one of these newer topics that has come out of the blockchain technology as more and more people are getting creative and finding out applications on on how to deploy blockchain technology. Um, As far as my background in real estate, I started out in property management and moved up to rentals and luxury rentals and now eventually sales. And just in my education of local uh, real estate in Jackson Hole and speaking with a lot of really high level, wealthy people, deep thinkers about science and technology and business, I came across virtual real estate and uh, I've just been diving in head first since then.
1: Can you define virtual real estate? Because I know I've Googled virtual real estate and I've also come across uh, something called virtual real estate, but it really just means real real estate, but people working virtually. Uh, and in other states, and helping other people. So that's not what we're talking about. What are we talking about?
0: Just to delineate a couple different directions in the virtual real estate realm. Um, like you mentioned, some people are working in the in the metaverse with just meetings in their own virtual brokerages. I know EXP Realty was doing something in the metaverse in Decentraland where they're holding meetings and just having their agents uh, do trainings in there, and they're trying to participate in in whichever way they can. Um, And so the fully immersive virtual environments like Decentraland and the Sandbox are what are piquing a lot of people's interest. And we have really high level brokers in New York City and Miami um, brokering deals in the metaverse uh, in those fully immersive environments. Uh, The one that I've taken the biggest interest in is in the augmented reality applications and these virtual overlaid plots on the Earth's surface. And so in anything we're talking about here, there are different uh, decentralized projects. And I think projects is the best way to describe them, but they're, they're companies that are creating these either totally virtual environments or augmented plots. And I'm mostly interested in the augmented plots because I find that they have really cool, real world applications. I don't feel we're completely ready to live in a virtual environment or have eight hours work days at least in there with our Oculus goggles on. My main focus is these augmented reality glasses or we're already doing it with our cell phones to be able to augment the world around us.
1: Before we dig into each of these and your favorite and, and where this is all going, can you help break down the different players and platforms?
0: Definitely. Okay, so if we think about our two different prongs here fully immersive virtual environments we have the sandbox in decentraland and a bunch of other projects out there Um, so these are where people are logging in on their computer and they have an avatar like a picture of themselves you can dress yourself up with different nft clothing Uh, people are displaying their nft art in this virtual environment and it's really interesting i mean it's catching on definitely Um, the other side of it and my favorite players in in the augmented reality space these virtual overlaid plots we have SuperWorld, NextEarth.io, Earth2.io, a bunch of different companies that are all essentially attacking the same project and same idea.
1: You're more interested in the the the, the latter here, right? The the virtual overlays of, of land. Is that what you're saying? I am. And just
0: for a little background, it uh, ties in with my personal investing philosophy and working with Berkshire Hathaway. It's really a, a valued a value-oriented company with business fundamentals. And I've always been investing for cash flow and how can we derive real value from our investments rather than speculative value. So in these virtual plots and virtual land and Decentraland, right now, most people are thinking, I could get rich by buying it for a low price and selling it for a higher price. I like to look at, that's great, that's always icing on the cake if you can get appreciation in, in any kind of asset but how can we also utilize it for monthly cash flow? How can we lease out spaces or advertise in spaces for income as well? So that's why I'm mostly interested in the augmented reality side of things.
1: When you purchase um, real estate in, in either Decentraland or Sandbox or Earth Two or, or Superworld, World, uh, what are you getting? Is it a deed, an NFT? Um, what exactly are you getting?
0: Yeah. So. That's a really important part is if there's anyone trying to sell you uh, virtual real estate where you are not receiving an NFT in return for your cryptocurrency payment, it's a scam or it doesn't have any real value. In my opinion, there's no way to verify that you own that virtual plot. So in Superworld, for instance, which I invest in their virtual plots, I own three of them now, you are paying a certain amount of cryptocurrency of Ether for an NFT saying that you own this virtual plot and then throughout their platform other people can verify that you own it as well not that you own it pers- specifically because it's anonymous but they can see that it's owned by somebody
1: obviously this is all speculative and and we don't really know where this is going but how do you vet these different platforms i think world 2's been around for a while i'm not sure how long superworld's been around it's, it's they're both uh superworld in particular i think is getting a lot of attention lately um But what's to stop 20 other people from just creating, you know, World 3, World 4, World 5, World 6 and and selling plots of land? How do you vet these platforms and and why do you think that they may have uh, a benefit for you or other people in the future?
0: I'm not endorsing anyone in particular, but I'm continually updating my views on the leader in the space and the things that I'm using to figure out who's leading is the amount of news coverage they're getting as well as their technology. And news coverage is important because we're essentially in an arms race to mass adoption of NFTs, of crypto, virtual real estate. And so just like cryptocurrency, we've seen some really clear winners in crypto and some that have gone to zero. You know, Lots of ICOs out there that people bid up speculatively and they all crash to zero. So it's important to make sure you're paying attention to the mass adoption of these projects. And also with the technology aspect, like I mentioned, you don't just want to stay in this speculative space where people are just buying and selling for higher prices. If a company has an application, like an iPhone application, that's going into augmented reality, or they're working on a project with a hardware company with augmented reality glasses, that's something that's going to have more value and more real-world applications in the future versus just the buying and selling
1: before we get to augmented reality um i know i know snoop Dogg. i think just bought a mansion in virtual reality uh i, I saw atari was buying up a bunch of land in, i want to say so sandbox maybe i i don't remember which one um w- for what reason what what are they doing with this uh with this property
0: yeah there's a there's a couple different angles so nfts in general which can be also be applied here to these virtual plots because they are nfts a lot of it is about status and we do a lot of signaling in our personal lives with fashion brands and even real estate big houses and things and we're just saying we're signaling to people i'm rich i can afford this have sex with me whatever it is and um yeah that that we're worthy of higher social status now the companies that are purchasing these virtual plots i think they're thinking a little more similar to me in that we can have fashion shows on here with people's nft clothing uh, tokens.com i know bought a big virtual plot in decentraland and their plan is to host events there and charge people admission and advertise for different companies and fashion brands and their idea is this is an investment for recurring revenue just like a real a commercial real estate investment would be so different strokes for different folks as far as what their idea of the value of these plots are
1: when you say there You're saying put on your virtual reality headset or go to your computer. You're an avatar and you're going to walk over to an event that you're paying real money for. You're getting real tickets. You're watching a real NFT fashion show. Um, but it's all looking at a computer or or through your your virtual reality is that right correct yep so what about the you know i saw i saw i think it was an ad for mansions virtual reality mansions and they were selling i don't know a hundred or a thousand and they were all the same they were all the exact same massive looking virtual mansion uh what do you imagine Happens to those mansions? Are they really just buying an NFT that that that's it? You know, they can sell it on OpenSea, and they have this mansion, and that's it. Are these? Are we looking at these mansions all living in some sort of mansion neighborhood, virtual mansion neighborhood, um, on one of these apps? Sure,
0: I think uh, it's it's a totally new concept, and I think a lot of people who are gonna hear stuff like this are gonna say that'll never catch on. That'll never be a thing but I think a lot of the people that are buying those for let's say 10 ether at a time and spending tens of thousands of dollars are imagining a world in which they can invite their friends onto the sandbox or Decentraland and they can come to their virtual mansion and they'll let them in the front door in their virtual goggles and they'll be able to hang out. They'll have meetings and they'll be all across the world. So they'll be able to congregate in there. And there's a real social value to that just like FaceTime is for us on our iPhones right now. It brings people together. And this is just going a level deeper into technology and our socialization.
1: Are these different platforms uh, connected in any way or, or are they completely separate virtual worlds and you just have to pick the one you like?
0: There may be some collaboration out there and some sharing of technology that's being implemented, but as far as branding and the environments themselves, they're totally separate. And so that's why I say it's extremely speculative and people should be aware of that because there may be some that are mass adopted. And so in 10 years from now, you're all going to be hanging out on Decentraland and Sandbox might not be a thing at all anymore. So it's important just to to hedge your bets and make sure that you're staying educated on all the different platforms similar to. I don't know a single person on MySpace, but, you know, all of our parents are on Facebook and we're on TikTok now. So just continue to update your opinions about these spaces uh, because a lot of them will have no value at the end of the day.
1: Do you know if these platforms are decentralized themselves?
0: So some are uh, these DAO organizations, which they're using smart contracts in order to set the rules and set the conditions for these virtual uh, realities. Um, and. You should really pay attention to how they're being built. They should probably be releasing white pages on how the organization is set up to ensure that someone can't pull the plug on you one day, right? I think that's someone's or that's a lot of people in the crypto spaces' main concern with Facebook now Meta getting into the space because uh, Facebook doesn't have the best track record with uh, making rules and sa- creating self safe environments for users. And so uh, we don't want, them to come in, branding themselves as a decentralized company participating in the metaverse, and then basically dominating everyone and turning it back into a centralized authoritarian environment.
1: Can you talk a little bit more about the augmented reality side of this?
0: Sure. So augmented reality, I think, is the step in between our current physical reality and the full immersive metaverse. And we're already doing a lot of augmented reality things in our life right now uh, people knew about pokemon go my brother was a big uh, pokemon go player and one of the leaders on that game for a long time and still plays to this day and that's where you have these pokemon figurines being augmented into the real world and you're going and catching them in a, in a pretty immersive iphone game uh, we also have virtual or we have augmented reality in football games like when you're watching on television you have the first down line augmented across the field and my own mom actually said in the last olympics we were watching together how do they paint the names of the olympic swimmers and flags on the bottom of the pool and i said mom that's not <laughs> painted on there that's augmented reality that's computer generated and she, her, she was blown away she didn't think that was possible for it to look that good with the waves um, going over it so We're doing a lot of augmented reality already we're just viewing it through our screen device whether it's a television or a cell phone and the main difference going forward will be our cell phone will then become our smart glasses on our face
1: and so how does that play into virtual real estate
0: then if we talk about these augment or these virtual plots that are overlaid over the world and if each one is created and owned with an nft the people that own the NFTs and therefore the virtual plots will be able to control how each virtual plot is augmented. And so you can see quickly how value can be derived from that because if someone can buy the virtual plot over Times Square in New York City and augment the plot putting advertisements of their own over the current billboards, that completely changes the value of that area if someone is wearing their smart glasses and t- subtracts a lot of value from the physical real estate owner whose advertisements then are essentially nixed by something being overlaid virtually.
1: Interesting. So it really is about um, having a, a virtual map of the real world that you can do anything you want to. And with your special glasses, with your augmented reality, uh, see it in the real world um, and, and potentially Potentially only have the ability to build on those plots. If you own that land if you own that NFT,
0: correct and uh, that's another reason speaking about Facebook and these other big players is if one of some of these small platforms start to catch on and people really like the idea of this augmented reality and decentralized version of such. Well, a big player that owns the hardware. Can basically gatekeep the entire thing and just decide. Well, we're gonna advertise Meta ads on everyone's land, and you're you're gonna go with it, whether you like it or not. So we have to make sure that the technology behind the companies are really fundamentally decentralized, and that each person can democ- like each person can own virtual plots individually versus a company being able to control the whole environment.
1: Do you think because the trend is towards decentralization. Does it make sense for people to even put their, you know, future virtual real estate into the hands of one of these platforms when maybe they can, you know, do it themselves uh, with their own sort of software. You know, they can go to, anyone can go to Times Square and build whatever they want, virtually speaking, as opposed to living in now Super World or World 2 or some other platform, where yet again, you don't own Times Square, and you can't build on Times Square, you know, isn't don't you think the trend is going to go towards more um, people who can build wherever they want?
0: Sure, sure. And I think it comes down to human psychology, right? How do we actually value things in the real world? Like, why are fashion brands so expensive, and people desire them? It's because they're exclusive. And our tribal instincts say, if many people want it, then I should want it too. Um, We don't want to be kicked out of the tribe. So it's just important that that everyone be aware that they could create their own project, their own virtual real estate project, and basically have the exact same thing that these other companies are creating. But at the end of the day, if no one else is participating in your augmented reality and you can't collaborate with other people saying, did you see my NFT hanging up in Jackson Hole Town Square or Times Square in New York City? Then you're just going to be the lonely nerd coding in your basement uh, and not be able to create any social value out of it.
1: Okay. Fair enough. So what in your mind is a great version of, of this, you know, maybe it doesn't exist yet. Maybe the, the platform doesn't exist yet, but can you describe at least from what you've seen, and maybe you don't know because this is such a burgeoning technology. Um, but what, what's your instinct as far as a platform that, uh, would do the, do a good thing that would be interesting that you'd want to be involved in.
0: I've been thinking a lot about this and how we can really save a lot of resources and energy in our physical world that we're in right now. Um, I'm not a hardline environmentalist, but I think it, people could really get on board with augmented reality. If we didn't need billboards on the side of the road, if we didn't need advertising in every city, not only for its environmental impacts, but for its visual Appeal or lack thereof. And a lot of, there's a lot of zoning and HOA laws out there that say you can't have certain things that make our neighborhood less pretty. And that's fair. I totally understand that. So that would be nice if people could plug in and out of their augmented reality through their glasses and we could view those advertisements and we could view, in an extreme example, street signs and road signs telling us which roads are coming up and which exits to take and lines on the road and that can get obviously very dangerous uh if we're at our current place in this technology but in the future i just see it saving so much labor and so much material um and making the world a lot better place with a lot less waste
1: do you sense that the average person wearing those glasses is someone passively experiencing this or or someone actively involved in the creation or or uh, buying or selling of these things?
0: I think us early adopters who are interested in it right now and understand how blockchain and crypto work, uh, we can be actively involved in the front end. But I, was, I did a TikTok live last night uh, with a friend of mine who is in the crypto space. And we kind of agreed that um, it takes a while for things to be mass adopted because of user friendliness. And We're going to need essentially a hosted solution for virtual real estate and augmented real estate uh, before it'll become truly mass adopted. Like I think we are pretty much there with crypto because we have these hosted exchanges like Coinbase and Kraken and all these different uh, Binance companies that are out there uh, that make it really user friendly. So, yeah, the early adopters will be immersed in it and understand what's going on and we'll probably be able to make some good money off of it. And uh, the late adopters will come in later with some easy iPhone app to be able to use.
1: So on that note, uh, what, what is the MLS and is there a virtual real estate version of it?
0: <laughs> so the MLS is a real world real estate term. It's the multiple listing service. And these are essentially localized for the most part, syndicated real estate listing sites that only realtors get access to because you have to have a license and then you have to pay a fee to access and we've seen MLSs get bigger and bigger because of um, people wanting to sell in a larger radius from their home or their market and it's great and some markets are getting really big especially in rural areas where there's not a lot of inventory Uh, as far as the virtual real estate side of things go that's super good question but i don't know of any mls per se for uh virtual real estate, because essentially these platforms that are creating these augmented reality plots, it's one giant MLS. You can access the entire earth and all the plots on it in one centralized place, which is great.
1: But per platform, not cross-platform.
0: Correct. Uh, Yeah. Okay. So taking it in order even higher, not cross-platform. I think those current companies would sway away from that idea because they don't want any other Platforms getting any traction in their augmented reality plot sales. Um, they want to continue to stay on their trajectory and be the authority in augmented reality plots.
1: so you know that we have to create a cross platform virtual real estate MLs and we'll be millionaires,
0: right? Well, mark it down on the record. <laughs> it started here. That's not a bad idea and i I do think that has some merit for. Uh, if we, you know, did something like the Decentraland and Sandbox, those fully immersive virtual environments that are completely different worlds in different real estate markets, if you will. Uh, but I don't see it really working too well with the virtual overlaid plots because There's, they're competing. It's an arms race to, to the top of who's going to sell it Basically, their goal is to sell the entire Earth's plots first and then have them trade from there and gain more and more value. And the higher the prices go, the more attention they will bring, more mass adoption, and eventually they'll have their technology dominating the whole augmented reality world.
1: Right, so an international virtual MLS will, will heighten that competition and uh, uh, someone yeah. will survive and, and the MLS will thrive.
0: I think that's a great idea. And we'll, and we'll charge fees just like Coinbase. You know, the, the people who started Coinbase and these other exchanges have done really really well for themselves just bridging the gap between blockchain and the rest of humanity
1: you need a license to practice real estate uh in the real world do you need anything like that in the virtual world
0: you don't and this is a common question just in the real world when people say hey do we need a license to buy a buy a house ourselves or be a real estate investor and the answer to that is no um a real estate license is basically just Uh, organized and regulated by different state real estate commissions. And so Idaho has their own real estate commission. Wyoming has their own state real estate commission. And I had to go and take a test with each of those commissions in order to become licensed. And that license is the ability to write purchase and sale agreements, to write different uh, transaction documents and advise people on real estate services, advertising my services with my name on it, etc. So Um, that's what you need a real estate license for in the real world. So if you take that over to virtual real estate, what could you really need a license for there if there's no government entity involved yet? So the way that I've been doing virtual real estate transactions, if you will, for other people and acting as a virtual realtor, which is not a great word to use because that is a word that comes from the National Association of Realtors, um, NAR, and they only let people who are real estate agents in the real world use it. So let's go with virtual real estate agent. That's a catch-all term. They, um, so as a virtual real estate agent, I'm advising existing real estate clients and other people that are interested in virtual real estate on how to purchase cryptocurrency. So convert U.S. dollars into cryptocurrency. Then take that cryptocurrency and put it into a, a crypto wallet, whether it's MetaMask or the Coinbase wallet. And then how to set up that wallet on one of these virtual real estate exchanges and then purchase the the virtual real estate plot or augmented real estate plot over their existing piece of property. So a couple steps there, but they need a guide to figure it out.
1: So in the real world, you would be saying uh, a part of guiding them would be saying, hey, look at this location, look at the schools, look at this, look at that. Um, are you doing anything like that in the virtual world? Are you advising on location or or any other um, details that I I can't think of that might make this investment a good one?
0: Well, definitely not discussing schools or crime rates, etc., because those don't exist in the virtual world yet. However, they could in the future. I think um, in Decentraland and The Sandbox, these brokers that are currently um, selling those properties are discussing how much traffic that such a location may have and, and therefore which, what kind of cash flows the virtual plot could, could produce. Uh, the way that I'm advising clients is in the augmented reality space because I'm most bullish on that. And it is explicitly, this is a very speculative investment. But if someone's purchasing a $10 million house in Jackson Hole, they're willing to pay $1,200 to purchase their virtual plot on the three leading augmented reality virtual real estate platforms just to protect that future virtual property right that they may have in the future. So it's it's really interesting, but they know again that it could be a waste of $1,200 if this doesn't catch on.
1: Going back to what you said about having more traffic, do you mean traffic as far as avatars walking around a certain area or do you mean just general flow to um, users of a certain platform
0: both I would say you know uh, first order advising is which platform do we want to purchase on and then second order is how does this specific plot in the virtual platform produce income based on the amount of avatars walking through there
1: I haven't really jumped into the central lander or, or sandbox. But these are, these are not mapped on the real world, right? Correct. And they are their own maps that you can walk around and go and jump wherever you want.
0: Yep. You can teleport. You can basically roam freely in all the decentralized public spaces, if you will. However, these virtual plots that are being sold off to private investors, those then can gatekeep the access to them and charge you a fee to go in to using the cryptocurrency of that world. Um, because sandbox has its own cryptocurrency that is the used as the medium of exchange in the sandbox and same with the central end.
1: So you could essentially walk up to the virtual gate of a place that you, uh, don't have enough cryptocurrency to, to buy your way in and just look up and say, well, I can't get in there.
0: Very much so. Yep. Yep. Exactly. It's if you want to see the fashion show, you got to pay the piper and, the uh, tokens.com plot they just bought because they want to they want a return on their investment you know it's uh you know two i think they would bought it for like two over 2 million dollars 2.38 million dollars and so they're either going to have to recuperate that expense um, by charging people admission to it or advertise inside of their space and come up with other income ideas
1: so what else are you seeing inside of these virtual worlds are they I've I have an Oculus. I've gone to some. I've been in some apps where they're like public spaces, and you just kind of bump into other avatars and talk to them. And there's really nothing to do. There's no games. You're just kind of chatting with people. Um, what's going on that you've seen in in any of these uh, virtual uh, worlds? Is it is it full of games and and uh, shows and concerts and movies or? Are they just kind of public spaces and and once in a while there's an event
0: they really are in their infant stages right now and people are just chatting and displaying their nfts and doing it for essentially the social status of such i mean owning these nfts that people are putting into central land and and on their virtual real estate is just something to feel that you're an early adopter and you have something of value but um the, big, the biggest example i know of is those virtual fashion shows which i don't even think have started yet but i think tokens.com is starting that trend and other people are coming into the space saying hey let's have a virtual party in my penthouse that i bought um and you know i'll charge admission or we'll try to have an nft auction etc um and then circling back and when we first started There's some companies out there like EXP Realty who are just hosting trainings um, in the metaverse just to essentially say that they're hip and on the forefront of all things real estate, whether it's virtual or not. And there's no real income or medium of exchange happening there, but it's cool for people to log on and sit in a conference room full of avatars and, you know, essentially play a video game while they're learning.
1: How do brokers get paid in the real world and are brokers getting paid to broker virtual real estate?
0: Yes, and they're definitely making a lot of money in both. Uh, the, you know, the real world, physical world, we have something where it's seller compensates the buyer's agent. And by that, the easiest way to describe it is the, the seller's agent, the one representing the owner of the property, Uh, puts the listing up for sale and they essentially, by doing that, become the employer for all the other buyer's agents out there. They say, go all my minions and find me a buyer to to buy this property and we will compensate you half of the total commission. So in a seller's agreement, or another word for the seller's agent is the listing agent, they discuss with their seller how much commission is going to be paid to the realtors involved in the transaction. And normally we say that's 6%, although it's always negotiable. And so 6% of the total sales price will be split between the buyer and seller's agent. Um, The seller's agent can go out and find their own purchaser of the property and get the full 6%. We call that double ending a deal. Um, But most of the time a buyer's agent is gonna bring someone because there's a lot higher probability that the buyer's network Is going to bring someone because they're just they all have their own buyers network out there so in that case it's pretty straightforward the sale price um, is paid into an escrow account and then an escrow company will take the commission percentage and divvy it up so it's kind of realtors think about it as a a bit of an illusion as far as who's actually paying the commission because of course the buyer is putting the funds into escrow so it's coming out of their pocket but then the seller is the one who's determined the commission is then being paid back to the buyer's agent and to the seller's agent, and they keep the rest. So whose pocket is it really coming out of? It just depends on the time of the transaction and how you can think about it. In the virtual real estate world, these same agreements are being signed for plots in Decentraland and the sandbox, and the same exact compensation structure can happen The way that I've been making money off of it is truly just advising people on how the whole process works and acting as an educator and then taking a fee for my time and charging people hourly or if they prefer, wait until the transaction actually executes. We look at how much um, they spent on the virtual plots and then i will take a percentage of that. However, there's no escrow process involved because, of course, it's totally decentralized and smart contracts are essentially totally replacing the escrow industry.
1: I know I saw a TikTok of yours talking about how smart contracts and some of these blockchain technologies are going to uh, really change the face of real estate and and other um, industries. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Sure.
0: So the current system that we have now uh, is predicated on government paper documents that record the history of a property, whether it's the transaction from... A buyer to seller, or seller to buyer, different owners, uh, the properties change names in an inheritance, uh, how a contractor has worked on a property and has filed a lien against the property to ensure they're paid before it transfers to a new owner. there's many different things that are kept in public centralized ledgers inside government buildings they're often scanned and online as well now however it's still a big liability to have all of that ownership in one centralized database or file cabinets in a building. And we've seen countries like Haiti have earthquakes and their government buildings will be destroyed and they'll lose those records and basically completely not know who owns what at the end of the day and it causes total chaos. So uh, governments like the Republic of Turkey have implemented these blockchain technologies to put all of their title records on the blockchain so that we have a huge network of different computers verifying all the time who owns what and if it ever changes hands or anything is, is filed against a property, then everyone will agree that it's true. And that's such an amazing development in real estate and property rights. So we touched on how title will be affected because we'll be able to decentralize the entire history of a property and we may not even need title insurance from a title company anymore because We'll assume every history point to be true. Then when it comes to smart contracts in the escrow side of the title and escrow industry, a smart contract is essentially a sophisticated if-then statement. So in the case of a real-world real estate transaction, we'll say, if these conditions of the purchase and sale agreement have been met, then X amount of money will be released from the escrow account to the seller. X amount will be released to the buyer's agent. X amount will go to the seller's agent or even to pay off a lien. So a smart contract can essentially replace the title or the title and escrow industry on the escrow side, because we'll notice, the smart contract will notice that this money has entered this account, will probably be cryptocurrency by the time we get there. And when those conditions are met of the smart contract, everyone will be paid out seamlessly. So we won't need humans in an office checking to see if money has been wired in or out.
1: Are there privacy concerns because the blockchain is public and anyone can look at it? Title search currently is
0: public for the most part. Um, you can go onto a county website like, uh, and, a, and look on a GIS map and click on any plot on essentially their own version of Google Maps. And it'll show you the property lines roughly. You probably want to get it surveyed to... To confirm but you'll be able to see the owner of each property and that property may show that it's owned in an entity like an LLC and so that's a great way if someone wants to keep their property um, anonymous like they want to keep their name anonymous then they can put their property inside an LLC and own it that way and call it 123 ABC LLC. No one will know that they own it.
1: It feels like smart contracts are are so much quicker, so much more efficient, so much better at doing this than traditional contracts currently are. Do, do, is there going to be, do you feel like there's still a place for traditional contracts or do you feel like over the next decade this everything will kind of evolve into a smart contract of some kind
0: i think for informal matters um if we're just selling a personal item and doing a bill of sale and it doesn't have much value then there might not be the need for coming up with a sophisticated smart contract because there's only one condition that needs to be met and it's very easily verifiable however um With the more sophisticated transactions like in real estate there can be many many conditions like we're gonna put a contingency on this sale that we won't pay you unless we can inspect the property first and it meets our satisfaction another condition could be we won't purchase this from you unless we can get financing from a lender to purchase this and so there's many many different conditions that can go into it and it's very hard to keep track of and that's why Title and escrow companies make a lot of money currently because we trust them. And it's a really important role to make sure everything goes according to plan. Um, so, yeah, I think there'll be a sliding scale of its necessity. But for real estate, it's going to be huge.
1: Can you talk a little bit about the resale um, market and the open market of, of uh, virtual real estate?
0: This is really important to understand because there has to be a starting point of an NFT um, a virtual real estate plot that is secured by an NFT. Just like if you're selling an art NFT, someone has to originally create that and then mint it and turn it into a real NFT on the blockchain to then be transacted. So these companies that are currently coming out with these virtual overlaid plots, they're starting with essentially an arbitrary price point. So let's take SuperWorld for, ex- uh, for instance, which I'm an investor in, they have, or their plots at least, they have their plots for sale originally for 0.1 ether. And that equates to let's say around 400 US dollars right now. After that transaction occurs, you then are the unique owner of that NFT and you can either sit on it, list it for sale, or figure out some other way to derive value from it. But if you wanna make money right now, it's essentially the trading of them. So I've listed a couple of my plots for sale for an astronomically higher price than I purchased them for. Um, and I'm just gonna wait until someone wants to offer that amount. People could also bid for a lower price, but you have to decide whether or not you want to accept those. Um, we've seen a, a, some of them trade for really good amounts of money already. I think the Coliseum in Greece, in Superworld, was purchased for 0.1 ETH, which is $400, and it recently sold for $18,000. So someone made really good money off of that However, it's just important to look at the price history to make sure that it has some substantiated value, uh, meaning many people have purchased and sold them before you, and also that it's not the same person buying and selling it to themselves. That's a big concern as well.
1: As you're watching this market, are you seeing any patterns? I think the intuitive
0: side of the trading values makes sense in that Places that are highly coveted in the real world are also highly coveted in the virtual world. And those places that are trafficked by many people in the real world, also people are inferring real value in the virtual world. So I would say that there's a couple weird trends that I found, which is essentially people f- buying their own virtual plot over their house on SuperWorld or these other like new earth platforms, because they're buying it out of fear. They're buying it out of the fear that someone is going to purchase their virtual property rights and augment their house in a way that they don't want to. I've never seen that before. I don't see people buying Bitcoin out of fear.
1: Well, you've talked about it a little bit, but can you give us maybe a brief checklist for people listening who are speculative, who are interested in this, That you know, what what should they look for Um, in newer platforms that haven't even come out yet, um, how should they assess uh, whether these are things that they should get involved with? Number
0: one, we have to make sure that there is truly a blockchain technology associated with these platforms. If you have to put in a credit card to buy something, don't do it. It's not going to have the same kind of value that these other platforms have. Um, Number two, as we talked about before, they have to have some kind of underlying application to their augmented reality. Um, they want to have something like they work. They're partnering with someone or they own their own virtual reality project that or virtual reality glasses, hardware that is, or have an iPhone app or something else where they're digging into using these plots for some utility. If it's just a trading platform, potentially has speculative value, but no intrinsic value or future intrinsic value. The third characteristic of these platforms is that there's some level of scarcity, some promise that they that this will be the only virtual layer that they put over the Earth because we know that the Earth has certain um, certain scarcity value to it because they're not making any more of that. That's the age-old adage. Invest in real estate, they're not making any more of it. So if a platform that says we have Superworld or New Earth Volume 1 and everyone buys it, then they come out with volume two and they do the exact same grid over it again. That's going to be a real issue. So you have to have uh, a DA- like a DAO technology behind or rules that uh, behind these platforms in uh, a real promise that they're not going to pull a quick one on you just to make more money.
1: What are the rules you're currently seeing that you go, ah, that is a good idea?
0: Sure. Um, yeah, I think with SuperWorld, there's a really... Uh, P- big promise that they're not going to do this again, um, and that they are going to be a good fiduciary for this virtual environment, and make sure that there aren't going to be wash trades, which involve people buying and selling to themselves with two different crypto wallets to make prices jump up. And uh, there's just has to be good regul good regulation by the organization that's developing these. But the DAO world, I'm still digging into myself and understanding how governance tokens work and how those will interplay in virtual real estate.
1: Do you see a future where you're primarily um, working in in virtual real estate of some kind?
0: I think it's really important to stay on the forefront of all new things real estate for me um, because as I have gotten to the business in the real world, I've quickly realized how many technology players are in the space and are looking to eat Realtors lunch. We have Zillow and Opendoor and all these iBuying companies which will give you instant offers for your house and they'll do the whole transaction with Realtors who are salaried employees under their company versus working off commission. And so I either see the commission um, decreasing substantially and agents uh, becoming salaried employees or Realtors going away in their totality eventually. So. I'm getting into virtual real estate as a way to continue to stay on the leading edge and um, educate my, my counterparts about it. So I would like to consider going, to an, going into it full time, but right now I don't think the money's quite there.
1: <laughs> if people want to work with you virtually speaking with, with Metaverse or virtual real estate, um, they don't have to be local, right? You, you're, you're, are you working with people all over or are you trying to mostly work with, uh, uh, as you said, Maybe people who are buying a, a local piece of land or a local house and, and then um, adding on the virtual part of that. So
0: I am working with existing real estate clients who inquire themselves um, because I don't want to be promoting it as a project uh, or service that I offer if it doesn't have any intrinsic value right now. Um, and, and the same thing goes for inquiries through TikTok and Instagram. Uh, People that find the educational content that I produce interesting, I'll set up a free call with them and and give them 15 minutes or 20 minutes of my time to coach them through it um, on the house. But if they want to go deeper into coaching and learn how to advise their existing real estate clients and understand the whole world of crypto and virtual real estate, then I'll, I'll charge them a fee.
1: What in this conversation did we not hit on that we should know about virtual real estate, or know about metaverse real estate?
0: If there's a way that you want to get into it, it's probably investing in companies that are developing the technology. Uh, a lot of people are gonna get wiped out through speculating on virtual real estate plots, on cryptocurrency, et cetera, but, if we invest in the picks and the shovels like they did in the California Gold Rush, instead of finding the gold itself, I think you're gonna make out a lot better. And we saw that during the year 2000. And I'm young enough where I didn't get to live through these cycles as a working professional, but we saw people get wiped out in domain names in the .com boom. We, got, we saw people get wiped out in real estate in 2008. And it's just important that we make sure we're investing for fundamentals, and not for speculative trades
1: that's great advice so what would be that investment or is that buying sandbox tokens or what does that look like in that space to invest in in what you're saying sort of the infrastructure as opposed to the land itself
0: most people are not accredited investors but a lot of these new projects that are raising capital from venture capital angel investors or just big fund rounds from accredited investors It's unfortunate that our current system works like that, where you have to be pretty wealthy in order to invest in the companies themselves. But that would be the number one way I would suggest it if we have some high net worth uh, people listening to this podcast. On On the lower ends of things, I think you can buy those cryptocurrencies in those virtual worlds. But I think right now it's all about diversifying your investments throughout different platforms and throughout cryptocurrencies. So that as new news comes out and we see people fall by the wayside and different projects go under for different reasons, you can move your investments over, or completely go all in on one that you you think is going to uh, lead the charge and become mass adopted.
1: Well, Sam, uh, thank you very much for coming on the show. Where can people find you? Where do people go if they want to reach you?
0: Sure. Yeah, you can visit my website hackbronnerrealstate.com. Um, that's our local Jackson Hole and Teton Valley, Idaho brokerage website. And you can also follow me on TikTok, Sam H, letter H, real estate or Instagram at Sam H Real Estate. Also in my bios, you can schedule a call with me to um, have a phone call about anything virtual real estate because the more I talk about it with people and teach other people, it helps me learn even more.
1: We'll put those links in the description and uh, thanks again for coming on the show.
0: Thanks, Matt. I appreciate it. This was a lot of fun.